Hello, and welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and you can find me on LiveTo110.com. And you can find this video podcast on the YouTube channel, Wendy Live to 110, and on the corresponding blog post on my website, LiveTo110.com. Um, so I hope you want to live a long time because I'm going to be saying Live to 110 over and over and over during the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but today we have Ari Mizell on the show. I met him when uh, we were both presenting at the Bulletproof Biohackers Conference put on by Dave Asprey last year. Uh, it was an amazing experience and Ari Mizell was talking about how to automate your life, how to outsource and how to uh, optimize a lot of processes in your life to reduce stress. So I asked him to come on the podcast and talk about all his tips and techniques and uh, and uh, suggestions because I all the tips that he recommended to me, um, I couldn't believe how much simpler it made my life and how much it did reduce my stress. Just automating a few simple tasks in my life, even organizing your email a little bit better. And so I wanted to you know have him come on the show to talk about how to do less and to reduce stress. So please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. So please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any suggestion that we talk about today on the show. I am thrilled to announce my new online health program called Body Bio Rehab. You can find that at bodybiorehab.com. This has been a brainchild for many months in the making, and it will be debuting April 1st. And we talk about a lot of heady concepts on the podcast, and it's uh, really not not everyone's taste. Some people just need to start with the basics. So I wanted to create an online basic program that goes over diet, supplementation, um, uh, of course, um, detoxification, um, exercising, you know, just be videos of me exercising, not, not exercise that's too stressful, just the right amount to keep your body fit in tone and get the, your circulation going. Um, additionally, we're going to be talking about how to reduce stress. I think stress is one of the number one killers in our society today, and that's what we're going to be talking about today on the show. So I'm really thrilled to, to bring this to you guys. It's just a simple online 30-day program, doing a 30-day paleo reset, and then transitioning into the modern paleo diet, and we'll be debuting a cookbook as well, the modern paleo cookbook, so that you can cook all the recipes and the 30-day meal plan. So really thrilled to bring this to you guys. So if you want to sign up to learn about it when it launches, go to bodybiorehab.com and sign up. So today on the podcast, we have Ari Mizell. I want to talk a little bit about his background. Uh, he founded Let'sDoing.com, fantastic website. And in 2006, he developed a painful chronic autoimmune condition of the gut called Crohn's disease. After taking a dozen medications and several hospitalizations, he committed to doing whatever it took to overcome his disease. And I really commend him for that because today he has been declared free of the disease. Through a combination of yoga, nutrition, natural supplements, and rigorous exercise, he was able to fight back the symptoms of Crohn's and now is free of the disease today. Um, he uh, also competed in Ironman France in 2011. <laughs> That's some vigorous exercise for you. It's a, a very admirable feat. It's very difficult to do. And so 
for him, he decided that he needed to, uh, when he was dealing with the disease, that he needed to reduce his stress as much as possible and organize his life. And while he was dealing with this, he developed a system called Less Doing. And through the process of data collection, self-tracking, and analysis, um, he developed a system called Less Doing at lessdoing.com. And this is a system of dealing with the daily stresses of life by you know, optimizing, automating, and outsourcing all of one's tasks in life and business. Now he focuses on achievement architecture, helping individuals and companies. Well, all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Wendy. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Yeah, so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about, uh, you know, how you started lessdoing.com uh, and, you know, a little bit about your story. Sure. So uh, I have been an entrepreneur most of my life. And for the last 14 years, I've been uh, primarily a real estate developer. And nine years ago, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which some of your listeners may be familiar with. But if not, it's a chronic inflammatory condition that affects the digestive tract. And it's very painful. I was on a lot of medicine. And I got really sick. And after turning things around, I, through a long process, I got off my meds and I was on my way to training for Ironman France. And while I was doing that, I realized that the nutrition, the supplements, and the fitness aspects of what was going on with my illness were actually pretty straightforward. And I've replicated my results in, in dozens of other Crohn's patients at this point. But the hard part was stress and managing stress. And my response to that, oddly enough, was to create a new system of productivity, which I would call less doing, as in less doing, more living. So I basically have spent the last few years helping people to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their lives, including their health, in order to be more effective. Yeah, I loved your book. Um, I, I first met you at the Bulletproof Biohackers Conference and saw your your uh, speech there, your presentation, and I was really taken aback because I thought, why hadn't I heard about these apps before and these useful <laughs> tools? And I have to do I do all this stuff, and I started writing everything down, and and I've imp- implemented a lot of your suggestions, and it really has increased my productivity a lot and reduced my stress. Awesome. Um, because I, you know, I have a website and it's a tremendous amount of work managing employees, doing all this stuff. And I was, for myself, I was at that point where I needed to start delegating and outsourcing and just, uh, you know, preserving every minute the, that I possibly could. Sure. Yeah. So I really found your, your, your website and your, your book extremely helpful. Thank you so much. So why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about your book, Less Doing, More Living. Yes. So uh, the book is called Less Doing, More Living, How to Make Everything in Life Easier. And basically it shows the nine fundamentals of the less doing system, starting with creating, well, uh, the what I call, well, I use it actually, the 80-20 rule, but it's really about self-tracking and identifying the steps that we go through in the various processes in our lives through the external brain and goes on to batching, organization, choosing your own work week is something I, I call really figuring out sort of your own biorhythms. And then it, it ends with wellness, basically, as the ninth sort of fundamental and capstone because no matter how technologically efficient as you might be able to become, if you're not sleeping well and you're not eating right and you're too stressed out, you're just not going to be as effective as you can be. So there's a few others in there, but basically the book explains the nine fundamentals of the system. Mm-hmm. And can you go a little bit into like the first segment? Uh, your book's kind of about optimizing, automating, and outsourcing. Sure. Let's talk about the first concept, which is uh, optimizing. Yeah, so it's it's the overarching methodology. It's sort of how I approach any problem, whether it's a business problem or a, a health problem too, and that is optimize, automate, outsource. And the reason that that order is so important is that 
anybody can outsource anything nowadays. You know, you can you can have somebody pick up your dry cleaning. You can pay somebody in a far off country to do your copywriting. Like it's very easy to outsource. But the problem is, is that when you go to outsourcing first, you actually are not really making the process more efficient. If anything, it's kind of like sweeping the dirt the dirt under the rug. So everything begins with optimize. And for me, optimize is really about tracking. And in that regard, it's really about identifying how you're spending your time, your money, your energy, your resources, whatever they may be. Because I feel like I've become like an overwhelmologist. Like every day I hear somebody is overwhelmed. And a lot of that overwhelm comes from simply being inundated with too many inputs and outputs and just not knowing what's actually happening. You know, one of the questions I always love to ask people when I do a uh, a talk with you know, a lot of people is I'll say, you know, raise your hand really quickly if you can remember what you had for breakfast this morning. And usually everybody raises their hand. And then I say, okay, now do the same thing if you can tell me how many emails you sent last Tuesday. And, you know, nobody raises their hand to that. And the answer then is maybe that doesn't matter, but it, maybe it does because that is your information that's happening to you. And wouldn't it be nice to be aware of the pockets of time that you spend most of your day or most of your time on email or what your most productive days are and your least productive days and the factors that go into that? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting you talking about uh, how to – can you talk a little bit about segmenting your email and how to how you should go about and approach your, your email? Because I know for me, I'm, on, I'm addicted to my phone and I literally answer emails all day long. I have self implemented your, your suggestions. I need to do that. I'm going to be doing that soon. Um, but I, it's amazing how long and how much time you can spend distracted and not focus on tasks that you should be doing because you're constantly wanting to do, get on your email. Well, the main problem with email for a lot of people is that they don't take the approach that you need to deal with an email only once. And to them, it's like, read it, think about it, come back to it. Maybe don't come back to it. That's just going to be there for late. It's a really, really bad approach. And the problem is that more and more stuff is being done by email. And even relatively socially disconnected people are getting a lot, a lot more email than they ever were before. So the email policy I have generally is the what I call the three Ds, which is that when you get an email, you can deal with it once and you can either delete it because it's no longer relevant, doesn't require a response from you, or is you know, simply spam. And the second one is to deal with it. And that's if you can deal with it right now, like in five minutes, then just do it now. Don't put it off. Don't come back to it. Just do it. And then the third one is the most interesting. Oh, and by the way, deal with it could include delegating it to somebody else or an assistant or whatnot. But the third one is to defer it. And deferring would be to put that email off out of your inbox, but pushing it off to a time that you can more effectively deal with it. And that's not procrastinating, which is just not wanting to do it. Deferring is taking an active decision to say, I can more effectively deal with this issue at this time. And the tool that I like to recommend for that is called followup.cc, where you can simply forward the email to any time period you want at followup.cc, and then it will come back to you at that time. Yeah, I, used to, I actually uh, heard you talk about that at your presentation at the Bulletproof Biohackers Conference. I thought it was so interesting because you do have get all these emails that you have to address at another time, and it's difficult to keep track of 100 emails that have right. tasks uh, attached to them, and it's nice to get a reminder. I thought it was a really, really useful tool. Exactly, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so why don't you talk a little bit about the concept of um, automating your external brain? Um, I, I really like this concept. And so how do you go about, um, you know, expanding your brain and uh, using tools to, to help you to automate things? So the 
the concept of the external brain is that the human mind is really, really good at coming up with ideas, but it's very bad at holding on to them and even worse so at executing on them a lot of times. So you need a repository for all these ideas and you also need to create idea flow. So there's a number of tools that you could use for this and in my opinion, none of them are going to be as good as something like Evernote. And Evernote is a free app or free web service, a free desktop app where you can keep notes of any form, whether it's writing, uh, voice recordings, video, sound, uh, SoundCloud, anything you want, really. And the idea, though, with Evernote is to overuse it. It's a free resource, and you can just load in as much stuff as you want. So if you have an idea... You don't want to judge it. You don't want to hesitate. Just get it out of your head. <laughs> any of these thoughts, any of these, anything, any article you find interesting, any YouTube video that you think is cool, just capture it to Evernote and then just move on from it, honestly. And you don't even have to worry about it because the way Evernote works, which is so genius, is that as you build up a repository of knowledge in there, you take, you, you, you start basically having more and more relevant stuff to what you're looking at. So from then on, anything that you clip or add to it, it will pop up and show you relevant notes from your Evernote. And the thing that's so powerful about that is that I may have had an idea two years ago and saw an article that I thought was interesting six months ago. And then today, somebody sends me a YouTube video that's really cool, and I save it, and it pops up and says, here is a note from your Evernote that you did two years ago and an article from six months ago that are relevant to what you're looking at now. And I might have my next business idea just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say Evernote has changed my life. Uh, and I started using it right after I heard your presentation. And because uh, I take con- I'm constantly taking notes and I was just doing it, you know, in my phone and the notebook on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's very inefficient. Uh, Evernote, you can take pictures of the web, little web clippings that you see on a, a website, what have you, an idea, something right. you like. It's unbelievable. And uh, it's it really, for me, has uh, made jotting my ideas down and organizing and being able to search them and made my life so much easier. Well, and the thing is, and even if you don't search them, just getting them off of your mind, it, it, it really, it, it does free up space for you to think of other things. And what I find with a lot of people is that they're so overwhelmed sometimes or they're, they're, they're so in the dark about what they're actually using their brain for that they don't even know what some of those possibilities are that they could be using their brain for. It's really... It's pretty awakening for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because I'm constantly coming up with ideas, but if I don't write it down, I mean, it's just gone. It's just gone right. forever. I, I can't recall it. <laughs> and I think a lot of people have that problem, especially, yeah, the if, same they're, way. especially if they're really busy. It's, uh, there's yeah, just I mean, too I, much going on. I need to figure out a way to record all the conversations my wife and I have to Evernote <laughs> so that I, I don't mistake things. <laughs> Yeah, so why don't we tell um, uh, the listeners a little bit about why you want to get a virtual assistant. I love my virtual assistant. I actually have two assistants uh, that help me with various things. So why don't you tell people about actually how inexpensive it can be um, to get a virtual assistant and why you should get one? Sure. So are, are you using a service or using an individual? Um, I found somebody on Odesk. Okay. Yeah. So virtual assistant, I think everybody should work with a virtual assistant at some point in their life or their career because it's an educational process for you in terms of how you effectively communicate your needs. And the thing is, delegation, proper delegation is kind of an art and it's kind of a lost art because like the the ad executive dictating a letter to his or her secretary, probably his secretary at the time, is it doesn't really happen anymore. That that kind of like and dictation, by the way, in itself is a skill set that most people don't have anymore to properly dictate something to somebody where you're talking about, you know, scratch that, reverse, you know, go all that kind of stuff. So when you're working with a virtual assistant, 
it's a really interesting parameter if you're dealing with somebody who you have never met and has no training in what you do. And in certain cases of virtual assistant service, like I'll recommend, you may never speak to that person again. That's a really cool parameter to put on you in terms of how to be more effective in the way that you communicate, and it makes you better. So basically, uh, there's two kinds of virtual assistants, on-demand and dedicated. So you have a dedicated assistant, which is someone you're always going to deal with the same person, and they get to know you, and they get to know your habits, which is great. But there's also another world of assistants, which is the on-demand type, type of assistant. And right now, the service that I recommend is Fancy Hands for that. And I don't know what their current pricing is, but it's very cheap, consider, relatively speaking. And with an on-demand service, you have access to thousands of assistants in a, in a sort of general pool. So you put out your task either by email or phone, and they pick it up, and they do it. And if you have your processes well-described, you can have anything done by an on-demand assistant. And I have not had a dedicated assistant in three years. And I do an average of 250 tasks a month. So the, the nice thing there is that with an on-demand service, I can issue 10 tasks in 10 minutes and 10 different assistants will start working on it right away and everything might be done in the next 20 minutes. Whereas with a dedicated assistant, he or she could definitely do that, but would have to do one and the next one and the next one. And you get 24-7 access and you have people from a variety of backgrounds who may be able to provide some sort of inside knowledge to get that, done, that task done more effectively. But again... Sorry. <laughs> Just keep in mind, though, that outsourcing is the last step. And a lot of times you don't even need to get there. Oh, you know, I need to get me some fancy hands because <laughs> there is a, a bottleneck. You know, and you, you yeah. have an assistant. They only have so many hours in the week or maybe they may be working with other people. And sometimes, you know, I, I want to get more and more things done more quickly. So that's a that's an amazing resource. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, so why don't we tell the listeners a little bit about what your favorite tools are? Uh, some of the ones that you mentioned in your presentation at the the biohackers conference, and just the ones that you like personally to to increase and automate productivity. Sorry, you cut out for like in the middle there. Wouldn't you? Yeah, what are some of your favorite tools? Like some of the oh. your favorite ones to to increase productivity and automation, and therefore stress. Sure. So uh, followup.cc, I already mentioned, that's one of the, the top productivity mentions or tools that I like to use. And you can use that from any platform to never have to worry again about, did I follow up on this email? And did they get back to me and whatnot? Another one, though, is IFTTT. And in that same vein is Zapier. They're almost identical services, but they work with different uh, web services. And what they do is very simple automations. If this happens here, do this over here. It can be as simple as if I change my profile picture on Twitter, then also change it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or more complicated, if I make a sale on PayPal, then add that person as a new contact to my Infusionsoft CRM system so that I follow up with them. Or if I add a file to this particular folder in Dropbox, then send an email to my copywriter in Malaysia to have them start working on this thing, whatever it might be. It's the kinds of things that take that would take you 45 seconds, maybe a minute to do yourself, but you're doing them hundreds of times a day. And this just saves so much of that effort. Plus, you can create these domino chains of things that happen so entire processes can become automated. And that's sort of my playground. I love that kind of stuff and figuring out how to completely automate these processes. The most recent one was we have a, so we have a babysitter. We have three kids and we have a babysitter, but generally she's working for us during the day. Uh, if we need her to do something for us at night where we're going to go out to dinner or out with friends, then it's sort of a, a special thing that I have to make her aware of. So if I put something in my calendar and I add the hashtag babysit, then a fancy hands virtual assistant will call her a week before that event to make sure that she puts that in her calendar. <laughs> wow. 
I love yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that take, that probably takes time to get all those things in place. So I think that's interesting that you you have to auto, you have to optimize first and figure out what you're doing, what you need done, and then follow through. And yeah. so so how do you help uh, people and entrepreneurs do that? What did, what kind of programs or uh, consultations do you do with people to help uh, you know f- follow those steps? Sure. So I don't do. I used to do individual coaching, which I don't anymore. I stopped about eight months ago, and I switched to a mastermind coaching format. So now I have a couple programs. I have a boot camp, which is an eight-week online program where people can basically go through the fundamentals of my system, but the, the sort of updated version in person with me or on the on the phone. And then there's a mastermind coaching group, which is pretty small and very high-level stuff that we get to work on. I've got about 10 or 12 individuals in that right now. And it's another weekly call with Facebook group where we're constantly posting about business issues, personal relationship, diet, biohacking, all that stuff kind of comes up. And it's, it's been really amazing for me because working in a group setting has been a really sort of eye-opener and educational process for me. And then right now we're planning this big live event in May, May 1st through 3rd in New York City, which is going to have Dave Asprey is going to be there as a speaker, Ben Greenfield, Joe Polish, Dean Jackson, and then me. And it's going to be a weekend where you will get such actionable stuff that you will be able to make your life more productive by the end of the weekend. And that's that's at lessdoinglive.com if people want to go check that out. And if they do, they can get a free 45-minute coaching call from one of my Less Doing Certified coaches to okay. get some real value. Yeah, I saw that on your website the other day. It looks really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I want to go to it. <laughs> Please, yeah, we'd love to have you. <laughs> so I heard you mention something in there where you said that your your mastermind group, you're helping them with some relationship tips. Can we uh, automate our relationship? <laughs> Anyway. You know, there, so there are certain things. Yes. Um, I, there's a service called hassleme.co.uk. So obviously it's a British service, but, um, you basically, you put in what you want to be reminded of, and then you put in an approximate number of days. So remind me to do this approximately every seven days. You'll get an email after five days, another one after nine days, another one after seven days. And there's a, the randomized, the randomized nature of it actually in some scenarios can help you get the thing done. So I, used to have a thing that was uh, roughly every 10 days to get my wife flowers. And the thing is, is it, it's a, if I had just That's set up, smart. A, You're smart. <laughs> well, there's a number of services that can send flowers and that, you know, I can say weekly, but that becomes a habit. Not That doesn't even become a habit. That becomes sort of less romantic. And it's something that I really do want to do, but I also don't want to make it a chore. So by having a randomized nature to it, that actually was really good. It was like a reminder, you know, sometimes it would happen after five days, another time after 10 days. So it was still genuine. It definitely was genuine, but it was randomized to the point that it became sort of fun for me and more real for her. Yeah. Um, so that's something for one thing. Uh, <laughs> but there's all sorts of psychology, biohacking stuff I get through. I think that if people, people meditate a little more, they'd probably be better in their relationships. Yeah. And I am not a perfect example by any means. No. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have the automation down. So I, I think that's very good. I think the guys out there, you need to send reminders to yourself to do flowers. Women love that. I think that's yeah. great. Um, so I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Stress. Well, no, that's not fair. That's my most pressing <laughs> issue. Probably sugar, honestly. Yeah. And, Sugar was actually an interesting problem for me because when I was training for Ironman, this was before I knew a lot of what I know now about health and wellness, but I was 
training 25 hours a week and I was eating 9,000 calories a day at one point and 85% carbs. So I was just, to say I was a sugar burner was, I, I thought, I felt, I always said that my body was like an inferno and I could just put whatever I wanted in it. Uh, and it's true when you're doing that kind of training to some extent because you really are just burning everything. So I, I think I was actually like keeping our house warm with my body. <laughs> but after Ironman, and by the way, it was Ironman in France. So recovering from Ironman in France means a lot of croissants, a lot of pound shock, a lot, yeah. a, lot, a lot of that kind of stuff. But basically what happened was as soon as I stopped eating at that level and I went back down to what's more normal for me, which is probably around 4,000 calories a day, uh, I got these massive sugar cravings. And I think it was just that lack of carbs that I was you know, suddenly like depriving myself of. So, And that's something that's still sort of present, not that bad at all, but it still pops up with me sometimes when I get stressed or when I haven't slept well. It's it's really like I want to reach for something sugary sometimes. And sugar is an inflammatory component. It's just, it does all sorts of bad things for you. Messes up your sleep, messes up your hormones as far as I'm concerned. And it's it's hard to avoid, I feel like, for a lot of people because it's so easy to have something with sugar in it. It's actually hard a lot of times to find things that don't have sugar in it. I, I was looking at the grocery store the other day, just out of curiosity, at uh, nutrition bars, and I was at Whole Foods, which has literally like 50 brands I've never heard yeah, of. That's a wall, a mega wall. Of nutrition bars, yeah. And so the one that is probably the best is like the Epic bars, which are, you know, they're, have you seen those? Yes, yes. Yeah, so they're, if you haven't seen them, they're, they're basically beef jerky, but they're, they're in the form of like a protein bar, and you have uh, bison and lamb stuff, but even those have like dried, cranberries in them and they have like seven grams of sugar which is it's not terrible but at the same time you really can't find something like that that doesn't have sugar so uh, i think that sugar is probably the most pressing issue yeah i agree i think most of my clients have uh, you know voracious sugar cravings because we're so stressed out we have adrenal fatigue and the only way we can get energy is by getting that cheap source which is the sugar and i think exactly. it all boils down again to stress and fatigue that's that promotes that yeah you know? Well, uh, Ari, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I just, I just love the work that you do, and as, as a busy business person myself and health coach, you know, I have to find every tool I can to reduce my stress. And you know, your your simple suggestions have uh, helped me reduce my stress. And uh, I really highly recommend your book, uh, Less Doing More Living. I think it's a really simple, uh, quick read, and you can get a lot of tips in there uh, to automate your life and reduce stress. So. Definitely anyone I highly recommend you guys go to his website, lessdoing.com. Is there Thank anything you else? So much. Yeah, is there anything else you want to, to tell the listeners about yourself and you know what you're doing? Well, this uh, Less Doing Live event is really my big focus right now. And I, I'd love, you know, even if you don't end up coming to the event, you sign up for one of those coaching calls. You're, you're, we get a lot of feedback that way. And I think it's really helpful for the people that have been doing them. So, lessdoinglive.com or everything else is at lessdoing.com, including my podcast. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. That's it. That's our show, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. You can find me on LiveTo110.com. You can learn all about how to heal your health conditions naturally, detoxification, um, all about eating a healthy diet, etc., eating real food. 
Um, go check out my new online program that will be up April 1st called bodybiorehab.com. Super excited about that to uh, help as many people as possible for people who don't want to do my mineral power program. Maybe a little bit too much for some people. So the uh, the body bio rehab will just be those baby steps people need to learn about a basic diet, lifestyle, and detox that they should be incorporating into their life today. Again, thanks so much for listening, and don't hesitate to give a review uh, in iTunes for the Live to 110 podcast. I'd appreciate that so much. And again, thank you for listening.